0: Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Best and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. hello folks and welcome to the blitz Business development show hey listen in the advent of the pandemic we have all been having to work at home at least most of us right and at the end of the day you can kind of get used to it and maybe it works for you and maybe it doesn't but some of you have decided to stay home and start working from home now What you're gonna find if you're new to working from home is that one of the most difficult things to do is to be able to do things for a long period of time in the same room. Well, if you've got that challenge, if you have an issue to where you're just not really organized, you don't really work efficiently, and things are all over the place, this is certainly the episode for you because today's show is about how to optimize and create the ultimate room or workspace, okay? So with that said, we're gonna have a special guest here who does just that, but she's not just any type of like, say, organizer. What she actually does, she has this three-dimensional approach as to how you can basically optimize any workspace to its full potential based off of the outcome that you would like to feel. And get this, she even actually creates artwork okay based off of what you want to feel after you go through the process of decluttering and you know figuring out what colors it's like this whole really cool concept that she has that i think is a game changer that hardly anyone is doing so we're going to meet somebody that's absolutely phenomenal at doing this and just a moment you're going to meet gina marie as a holistic design consultant, Gina's focus is to bring peace and wholeness back into one's life by clarifying it through a mind-body space cleanse. She's done a variety of projects, all to do with one's home environment, from a mural of a sunset off the coast of Maui to a completed renovation of a residential home. Gina has a bachelor's degree in interior design. She's certified in feng shui and re-green trained with the American Society of Interior Designers. She also has a master's in fine arts with the Eddie Olsen Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, Gina Marie so awesome so Gina where are you originally from
1: so I'm from the east coast I'm from Massachusetts okay been out in Vancouver Washington for about 10 years now
0: okay now I want to know a little bit more about your upbringing now what was it like growing up in Massachusetts
1: it was awesome um being out here though on the west coast i would say well and my husband would say you know over there it's like being in little ant hills you know compared to over here you know i've got the huge mountains everything is more grandiose and there right. you know everything is just comfortable but um no it was a, it was an awesome upbringing and i love nature and so i always got to play outside and mm-hmm. you know and it's just not like it used to be like, we, i was always playing with worms or playing with chalk or playing you know outdoors in the grass and the land and stuff and okay. it's i don't know nowadays it's not like that anymore but I enjoyed my upbringing very so much
0: are you still kind of an outdoorsy type of person now do you still kind of like like to do those types of things
1: i love kayaking and hiking yeah so okay. this is why I, I guess the west coast suits me at this point
0: okay now i'm curious about that because i spent some time on the east coast as well i'm sorry i spent some time on the west coast i'm from the east and actually returned right. back to the east i used to live in uh, los angeles for probably about eight or nine years or something like that and i found it to be very um different <laughs> for lack of a better term it's very different coming from the east to the west and i'm just curious artistically Do you find that there is a little bit of a a difference um, in, I would say, our artistic approach from maybe the artists that you may have grown up with or maybe known from the east to the west?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference. Mm. (laughs) I feel like this country is like cut in half, you know, and just there's even different language. You know, people say different terminology, and you're like, where did that come from? And and yeah, so I I definitely noticed that, but. Even being, so being out on the West Coast, I, like I said, I think things are more grandiose and I just love it. And a lot of my art comes from, you know, nature. Mm. And I think I was, one day I was, I saw the moon and the sun at the same time. I was like, that is so cool. And I never, growing up, I'm like, I never saw that. So being here, I was like, are we closer to the sun? What is going on on the West Coast? <laughs> just <laughs> brighter and just more, like I said, more grandiose, more rainbows. And just so anyway, it's just, it's more spiritual. Um, yeah. And actually, that's what brought me to Portland. I mean, I live in Vancouver, Washington, but I was all like, I heard about, you know, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon is very spiritual, very liberal, you know, that, and that's more my style. So and very artsy. So very new age. And that's what said, oh, yeah, I'm going to check it out you know so that's what brought me out here because again it's like i love these coats but yes they can be very very different so i say that you know with my art i I bring in like my east coast architecture because the architecture here on the west coast to me is kind of i don't know cookie cutter very blah so there's more authentic you know detail in the well in the property on the east coast just because it's a yeah there's just more history which is older mm. uh, you just get yeah more style over there than what i've noticed over here but so I, I put together i say the architecture from the east coast and the nature from the west coast i combine the two and then you i have my my work yeah i find out my artwork comes through that and my feng shui comes through that and yeah so it's it's it's, a, it, it, it's helpful to have both backgrounds or both you know both interests and both yeah to okay. kind of balance it <laughs> so
0: as a, as a child at what point or was it even as a child i'm just curious at what point did you decide that you wanted to go into now was it art first or interior design
1: so yeah thank you mayo for that question i so i grew up on the east coast but um uh there was like a lot of poor insulation in my home and so Mm. that's what led me to get into interior design because i learned through research later on about like sick building syndrome. You know, people can get sick from toxicities in their home answers. and, you know, syn- yeah, synthetic materials and stuff They people don't even realize, right? I mean, mm. there's been so much construction with all these homes that just go up, like, like I said, cookie cutter homes that just... And, and people buy them and just suck them up and they don't even know what they're really getting into. Right. So it, it, you know, to me, it's like, you should really investigate and figure out. And I, yeah, I'm all about designing my own home and getting it green sustainable, um, for the earth, but for your health, you know, so that's right. most important. So yeah. So to answer your question, um, it was interior design. I think that fascinated me first and then I said, but I love art. You know, I've always loved art. And I was like, okay, let's see. I'm going to just, you know, be an artist on the side. You know, when I was younger, because I've always just I've been doing art since I was a child. Um, But, you know, interior design was a little more practical, you know, when I was a child. Uh, But now, you know, I'm able to encompass both together nicely. So with my feng shui and the interior design and the art all at one.
0: I mean, I know that a lot of times they say that you know they use form and function, but it sounds like almost you started with function because of the insulation. And is is that what really would you say that that's where you everything started?
1: Yeah, it drove me to want to study interior design when I yeah growing up. Hmm. Uh, I think because I got certain allergies, you know, from the poor insulation uh yeah in the home right so yeah it was um I think on the east side of the house there are too many trees blocking the yeah the structure of the house so there wasn't able to get enough light through and there wasn't able Hmm. you know I could never dry out you know um so yeah I mean I definitely like I said I developed the allergies because of all that poor insulation did anyone else in your home get
0: sick as well or was it just mainly you
1: yeah, it was just mainly me. It's actually my bedroom was on that that far east corner, and so that's where the uh, the, the worst part of it, I guess, was. I yeah, there's nobody else that I know of really developed anything. Um, yeah, because yeah, my brother was more on the interior part of the house, so it's like he never got affected, mm. uh, and my parents were too ironically enough it's like and again they didn't know and that's why it's like i want to educate people on knowing and what to look for you know with mold and asbestos and everything like that we have to be careful with yeah
0: yeah you know and to your point actually you're absolutely right um a lot of the homes on the east coast and i found this out a couple years back it caused me to actually start looking at the envelope of the home as it relates mm-hmm. to the insulation Cause I noticed that my parents had the most, um, they had the highest electric bill on the street.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: so I'm like, what's going on with that? So when I dug into it and at the time they were actually renting the home that they were in. And what I mm-hmm. found out was, was that first of all, the home was built like in about 1933 or so. So mm-hmm. of course, you know, the different types of insulation standards have changed dramatically from them. But unless you, you had new windows, unless you had, you know, at least exactly. new windows, at the very least new windows, you were losing so much heat on top of that in a very, very old furnace. So all these things were just <laughs> causing right. a lot of problems in terms of their bills, not so much their health but as much as in their case, it was their bills. But yeah, mm-hmm. that is the only thing about some of the houses from the East coast that I noticed is that they're so, some of them are so old that they're not caught up to date in a lot of cases in the envelope. But with that said, um, I wanted to go to, because I find this very interesting. So you started off with into insul- the insulation of the home because of the health problems. And from there, you somehow pivoted into going deeper with interior design. Now, at what point? What point did you decide that you wanted to turn that into a career?
1: Right, because so when I studied, because I have a bachelor's in interior design, and as I was studying, you know, I felt like there was something I don't know missing within within what I was studying. So I was like. I want to really help people and educate people, you know, and it's not just about the product, but it's like about the quality. So then when I found Feng Shui, I was like, okay, you know, this is an ancient, ancient art. So I was like, okay, let's go that direction and give people more of an education on how and where to put their energy uh, and how to use it better. So Hmm. I'm sorry, did I answer your question? I, mean,
0: I believe you did so it sounds like it was more of an evolutionary type of a process that led you yeah. to feng shui from interior design now but i think the question was when at what point did you decide to turn into oh, a career into a career
1: hmm? right well i guess hey but since i was a kid i really knew i wanted to do interior design i mean not a lot of people know that when you're like 10 or 15 like I was like really adamant about I really just I just love like I was like that freaky kid that just loved organizing her room like really? yeah As was like a 10 year old or an eight year old <laughs> like I always kept it really clean and organized who knows because maybe I take after you know my mother in that respect and she was always having a clean house or whatever so but anyway, I just always liked that. So I was attracted to that and just, you know, and yeah, so it was an evolution of figuring out what's going to work for me and my beliefs and well, how I can educate people on how I can what, what value I can give them, you know. Okay. So, yeah, I would say um probably when I was 25 roughly okay. um so right out of college, you know, I was like, yeah, what if I can make this a career? How wonderful. Um right. so yeah, and and I, as uh, as things evolved, you know, I got more into the art, too, because I figured, okay, that's a whole package, you know, for people. I can help you in your home. You can declutter your space, you know, give you a fresh new look. And then how about personalized artwork? You know, what a great combination. What a great package for everyone.
0: And I'm definitely going to get into that, too, because I do have some questions about that. But I'm curious now, what school did you go, did you actually go to?
1: I went to... Well, I went to uh, Newbury College first for my undergraduate. uh, That was interior design. And then I I kept uh, going on and I got actually a certificate in uh, residential design specifically. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to finish out because actually I first studied uh, fashion merchandising. Because when you're in high school, you know, you're not really you go to those, uh, you know, the events to to try to figure out what your major is going to be. And right. And they don't really advise you, you know, you don't, you don't know. Cause so at first, like I say, when I was a kid, I just loved organizing, placing things, you know, placing things in the right order or whatever. And that happened to be fashion merchandising was the closest, but it wasn't, you know, I was never interested in the fashion. I was more interested in the design. And anyway, and that's why I was like, okay, let me get into interior design. That's the direction I want to go. And so, yeah, I had, I, but. I'm a Sagittarius. So it's like, I love learning and just trying everything. So it's like, you know, in the beginning, I just wanted to try, try, try to make everything a whole, I would say. So, um, yeah, so I have my bachelor's in interior design and sorry, what, <laughs> I, I know I go off on tangents.
0: Oh no, you're good. You're good. you You've answered the question so far. I was asking Every. what school, I was asking what school you had gone so, to.
1: You yeah did. i went to Missouri college and then i went to the art institute thank you oh you the, went to art
0: institute
1: okay yeah the new england art institute in boston okay awesome yeah i actually
0: i i like art institute i've i've visited i've never actually went there but i've visited a couple of times back in the day and they had a really good program for what i could see
1: but, both of them they're all throughout the country yeah
0: yep yep so I'm a little curious and we're about to get into some deeper questions in terms of your approach. Um but before I do that, I wanted to know a little bit about your training with Eddie Olson in the Eddie Olson Studio. And right. I, what I found interesting was the 10 is it 10,000 blessings? And what does yeah. that mean? What is that about?
1: Right, that was some training I've done uh, with feng shui,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then her company just means ten thousand blessings. Just there's many blessings that she endeavours with with feng shui. I learned with her, but I I feel like I take more of a modern approach with feng shui, and I mm-hmm. really want to focus more on the green, sustainable products, mm-hmm. and just again, like just educating people on how to make a, a more sustainable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, with within the products they use. So, yeah, it's really important to me is to, to like, reduce, reuse, and restore. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, reducing, like, decluttering and reusing, like, reusing your furniture, maybe going to antique stores and just reusing what you already have. So, basically, mm-hmm. I'm giving you a good value and, you know, making it affordable for people to work with me. Right. Um, restoring your whole... Your whole self, you know, I, I call it like I'm well I'm a holistic design consultant, I would say. Um yeah, and so I can give you a kind of like a mind body space cleanse.
0: Right. Right. Now I'm a little curious. Now is there a correlation between I've gotta figure out how to ask this question. Um sure. is there a correlation between the the function of the home as it relates to let's just say um the materials being used to insulate the home or to even create the home is there a correlation between that and any of the principles of feng shui
1: well yes so you know feng shui is an ancient art and it's all about the energy we Utilized within our space so you know the elements like fire water earth metal Mm -hmm. um wood yeah so i would say you know again it's like decluttering your space decluttering your mind working on that getting rid of um floor um like the fluorides and the benzene and the different synthetic materials and and that's uh, getting rid of all of that is part of the whole process of feng shui because your energy is going to be lacking you know if you if your space is toxic toxic basically so yeah i would say i'm doing it more of a modern approach so maybe someone else with feng shui might not say that but i'm kind of combining the two to right. give you a whole body a whole body mind space experience
0: gotcha that's interesting okay
1: yeah it's a completely different approach like i feel like nobody's done this and there's not a lot of design firms that really focus on green sustainable you know products there might be like i don't know the big commercial ones but there's not a lot that will help you individually in your Hmm. residential home Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm like that's why i'm on my own like have my own business because i was i was looking like in the beginning you know after high, um, high school college know looking for a job and it's like i couldn't find a job so i was like i guess i'm gonna have to create my own concept so people again can be educated and understand a better way of living
0: right 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 and you know just for our audience members that may not exactly know what feng shui is i don't want to make any assumptions um can you explain really briefly as to just what feng shui actually is
1: right so feng shui actually means wind water and it's an ancient Chinese art that goes back like 700 BC. Like, it's just completely ancient. I happen to use the Bagua map. And so it's just this square map. And it actually points out different areas um, within your space to give you, like, better wealth. So, because in the, again, back when, <laughs> um, like, the cavemen days, you know, they would be hunting and then they would have to put their wealth and they put it in the far I think it was the far um north corner of like your your home so because again you don't know when you're going to get your wealth or something so you're basically hiding it so that's why there's certain areas in your home you should have things facing or have things you know so like again like um family is like in the center Mm. and then like yeah, and then love is on um like the north maybe like the south side. So, um yeah, so everything has to be kind of encompassing.
0: Okay. Okay. So, let me ask you this. What and this going to shift a little bit to talking a little bit about your artwork. Um because sure. I've seen your artwork, your artwork is amazing. I'm actually a fan definitely of the um abstract work that I've seen you do. I really like some of the paintings um in your gallery in that area that's just because i like abstract but um cool stuff and what i'm curious of is what artist if any do you feel inspires you most when it comes to your artwork
1: i would say monet i just love his water lilies i love (laughs) it's funny because i love well he's more impressionist I would say I'm more realistic but I kind of bounce between impressionist to realism mm. but I also I don't know I just love abstract too. Mm. <laughs> I just it's like again I guess with my interior design and my art and it's it, it's like molding the two together like the form and the function but the spirituality and the mm. yeah so that's what I say in my website, you know, how I'm just, you know, the whimsical lines with structure, you know, and trying to just really combine the two together and that's, uh, what you can get. But yeah. So definitely, yeah. So Monet and Monet actually, I really get inspired by them. I guess they are landscapes because mostly I started doing landscapes. Mm. Uh, and actually I, then I, I read, um, I don't know why I'm fascinated with gorillas, but I'm just really fascinated with uh, endangered wildlife. Like, Mm. again, I think it incorporates my green sustainable, like just being and protecting the earth, you know, and utilizing what we have on earth, you know, rather than. You know we're such a consumer uh you know economy and we're always buying 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 and it's like I want to utilize you know yeah what we already have type thing so care for the earth so that encompasses the the wildlife so anyway it was funny because I was just reading Jane Goodall's bio and it was like 900 pages or something and I got through that and I was like oh my god I'm inspired to you know paint some endangered wildlife so I have a whole series of um, endangered wildlife that I've painted right after i was just touched by you know what she has done for 40 years of her research and how we're so connected you know with that uh the gorillas and stuff so yeah but i think just wildlife because they're just so vulnerable you know and i just Mm want to give give a voice to them and so i so so now what i've started to do is do more like abstract wildlife i put there's two new ones that i just finished um one's called a loving bond and another one i have an elephant um, that you can see on my website um yeah but they're just like really bold colors so they're more like the realism and the abstract together so, I've seen the um, elephant. yeah
0: yeah i've seen the elephants nice um so let me ask you this um so what would you say best classifies your style?
1: Best classifies my style? Um, well, I would say realism. And that's it, it, so hard because it's like, again, I'm just combining realism with abstract. And and it's just really hard to pinpoint one. But I mean, that, it's like, because I want to give people what they need so that's why i love just connecting with people individually and whatever they need i just kind of want to mold and work work with them uh if that makes sense i can
0: tell that- you my take on it my take is it, it your, your style really seems kind of sort of three-dimensional in your approach and what i mean by that is pretty much what you've just said you i i see you uh, uh, trying to fuse um different elements from spirituality like you said right. and I, I definitely see hints of minimalism and then of course even in the abstract and it's funny because some abstract is really abstract but then there's some folks who actually do abstract in a structured way which is what I sometimes like myself. It's weird maybe because I'm a little <laughs> a little weird in what I like but I that's what I see from your work is that there's a combination of different elements of different things that I see you trying to convey through some of the paintings. And what I like about a lot of the work is a lot of it's no matter what you're painting, it's still simplistic to a degree. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. There's one that's called the geometric dance, Mm. which I actually is very abstract, but I actually use like a measuring tape, you know, and calculated everything out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and, huh. and it's because I paint lots of blues and greens. I was kind of my go through my collection, and I'm just like, wow, I paint lots of blues and greens. But that mm-hmm. for me, those are calming, you know, colors, and because I've studied color theory, and it's like, yeah, I I can't do the reds and the oranges. Like for me personally, you know, because it's like I understand that's just wild, you know, and it's energetic or whatever. I'm already energetic, wow, you know, so I need the calming. So that's why I, I'm attracted to those blues. And there's green. So I tend to go that direction. But the one that's a geometric dance, I was like, I've noticed people, you know, are calling for the brighter colors. So I was like, OK, I'm going to try that. And that's this right. co- and this painting is just like all orange. But then it's got, you know, some reds and blue, uh, excuse me, reds and yellows and stuff um, in it. But yeah, like I said, I used to have a, a protractor and a measuring tape and everything. And it, oh. it, it's cool. It's cool because it was kind of like a like an atom I was I i think I was thinking at the time and so it's like this round shape in the center but then sort right. of like kind of like it's like energy just bouncing off structure I, I think
0: I know the one you're talking about I, yeah I think I know which one yeah. you're talking about because I just had it up a little earlier today and those were actually a couple of the ones that I actually like myself and those are the abstracts right 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 exactly okay. Yeah, and that's why it's funny you say that because that's what I kind of, somehow I, I get the sort of uh, ordered chaos. <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: great of way of putting it. Yeah, right.
0: There's like order in the chaos, you know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. I
0: get, I get exactly what you're saying there. So here's my other question. Now, you know, I, I think the concept of combining both art with interior design and especially with the feng shui, which is why I keep saying, I feel like there's a sort of a three dimensional approach. Um, it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting way even to possibly approach. And this is a question for you when you're painting or you're doing in an interior design project. Let me put it like that. Right. And someone has some type of preference for their artwork. How does that work? I'm just curious. Like, how do you go about what's the process of how you go about deciding for a client, um, what you're going to give them in terms of a painting, um, how you're going to design their room or their home. How do you approach that? Do you have a framework or methodology that you follow for each client or is it work some other type of way
1: well sure but i mean the biggest thing is i have to get to know each individual client so i just have to do my research so it's really that i mean i'm so sorry that's a hard question to answer just because it's about that individual person and so once i can know and learn about that individual person that could basically do my research and then I come back to them you know and give them what they need you know because and so with feng shui i mean it can solve so many concerns in someone's life i mean with their career or with their relationship or with their health you know so if someone is suffering with their health or someone says i just can't get the boyfriend or girlfriend that i really want you know I could use those methods of feng shui to kind of assist and help them because a lot of what's going on is probably within your space, you know, your home is your sanctuary. So if you're not happy within your space and some people don't even realize it, you know, so it's like, I just got to get into that home and then I can tell you I can tell you, wow, you got too much fire, too many fire elements in the, you know, one place or too much metal in one place you know, I know metal, actually more metal, you have the more detailed you can be. So it's like, if you work in an office kind of environment, so maybe you need more metal, but, you know, but let's say if you're an artist, maybe you don't need as much metal as you have, you know, so it's really about getting into that space to then help them assist them in what they want. It's interesting. I did um, a commission painting for someone, these abstract manatees, Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating because she, I told her, I was like, yeah, don't put that in your bedroom, you know, because there's going to be a lot of energy because it's like this water. It's well, there are manatees in the ocean. So there was a lot of movement there. Right. Mm. And she said she had a hard time sleeping. And she because I was like, yeah, don't put that there. You know, it's it's not going to work for you. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, it's like she she actually put it there, you know, in her bedroom or whatever. And she told me, she's like, yeah, it was having a hard to, she's like, I need to move that. And I was like, yeah, like you oh. need to have that in like a living room space or something like that. Cause that's just too much. Like, for example, your water element is again, movement. So you wouldn't have that in a sleeping environment. You know, so, again, people uh, don't realize it. Yeah, they don't realize it when you're just putting right. some painting up. You just think, oh, pretty colors or whatever. But if you do the research behind it, you're like, oh, okay, that's why, you know, I'm possibly not sleeping well or whatever. You know, but there's so many, of course, there's just so many elements to that's why it, maybe so. we're not sleeping well. So
0: So that brings me yeah. to this question. Now, I was going to ask you this a little bit later, but now I'm going to ask you now. because. Sure. <laughs> we kind of progressed into this. So does the space influence your artistic direction or does the person that owns the space determine what you do? And let me make sure I'm asking this right because like for instance, right? If I said to you, okay, hey Gina, um, I want to be able to relax in this room, right? So based off of what you said, There seems to be certain things, as it relates it for no other reason uh, than just uh, uh, feng shui, there's certain things that are kind of finite. Like, it's not about what Mm -hmm. I want. It's the energy that it's going to bring. And I might, for instance, you know, I might like the color yellow, but the Mm -hmm. yellow might be counterintuitive to the actual feeling that I want to feel in the room, sounds like. I mean, as an example. So what I'm trying to understand is when you're working with a client, does the outcome that they want influence what you do and what you put into the room or what type of artwork you create for that space? Or do you just give them what they want?
1: (laughs) Well, again, it's, it's like interviewing them, you know, and figuring out what they need. So, and the funny thing is, they again might not know what they need. So that's why I have to then really <laughs> delve deep right. in their like their whole psyche and figure it out. And that's whole the, the whole <laughs> decluttering, man. It's it's in the brain because <laughs> we're trying to figure out why you're holding on to things. You know what is going right. on? Why why we have what we have? Um, you know. So that's just the beginning you know, stages. And then once we can get through that, you know, then I can just be like, and like, again, I said, so the art should be the last, the Mm. last element. You know, sometimes people just want art and that's fine too. Right. Um, But for a whole body experience, I would say, you know, yeah, let's declutter first and declutter the mind, you know, it's really about that. And then physically, so it's a physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, cleanse, uh, basically, Right. And at the end, it, once we can clear all that out, then we can figure out what's going to work on your walls. But, you know, it's interesting. Col- color theory is is fascinating. It's just absolutely fascinating. You should, do you know why the, the, the M McDonald's is yellow? I mean, we're attracted to these bright colors and we go to it and we don't even know why. We're just like, right. we're just drawn right. to it
0: yeah so
1: yeah it's funny you
0: mentioned that that reminds me of something I learned one time that uh McDonald's changed um I found out that they would go for i think um I think it was red it used to be really red the older McDonald's have a right. lot of red in the inside right and, and not only was well but that the funny thing was it would be red in the inside and the seats were extremely uncomfortable. And you couldn't sit there longer than 15 minutes. And what I realized was, okay, this is on purpose. They're doing this to get me out of here so I don't stay too long. That what's funny is, as the years have progressed, I've noticed McDonald's now, they use a lot more earth tones. It's a lot more inviting. But at the same time, even though their, their furniture looks more comfortable, it's still uncomfortable. <laughs> they st- It seems as though they're still trying to get you out of there, but mm-hmm. not in much as an overt way as they mm-hmm. used to do it, which mm-hmm. really got me to thinking like, wow, there's a lot of science that goes into just the way a restaurant, especially a restaurant like McDonald's, is designed, you know so many things we can't see that's happening right beneath the surface
1: so much and you think about hospitals why they paint all the walls blue mm. is calming you know you're you don't you wow, want to be calm when okay. you go in right cuz you're kind right. of like oh my god what's happening to me am i dying like oh so calming <laughs> you know or ocean colors or just like the sea or just it's all dreamy and right. i also learned why they don't have windows in grocery stores it keeps you focused on the inside and it That's just right. keeps you buying, 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 yeah so That's right.
0: That's there's right. so
1: much behind all of it, yeah,
0: yeah. and it's funny, just don't think about it well it's funny, you know, all that goes into, you know people's buying behavior but it's right. so interesting we don't really invest into our homes, we don't invest into our workspaces the same way mm-hmm. which brings me to the last question of this section that I wanted to ask you about so hypothetically speaking, and you can take your time with answering this question, because the topic of this show is going to be how to create the ultimate workspace. If you were dealing with a client, because I want the audience to get a feel for what their experience would be like to work with you. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you're working with a client, client's a business owner. Clients always kind of stress out and they've got, you know, this one room to do all of their business in. And they say to Gina, I just want to be able to feel focused and relaxed at the same time. Okay, what would you what would it look like for for a client to have a session with you with that being the the context?
1: Well, when it comes to your ultimate workspace, Mm -hmm. for an example, with Feng what I would tell them is, first of all, where is your desk? positioned mm. and make sure your desk is in the power position. Uh, so sometimes a desk could be against the wall or sometimes let's say the desk um, you're walking in and you're, you're facing backwards. Like, like you, like you don't see, so the energy is wrong. Let's say if your desk is facing whatever a window and then the someone's coming in and they you don't see them right away you're supposed to that's the whole concept you're supposed to see them right away so Mm. you're in the power position uh so i mean that is just the first example or start to an ultimate uh workspace really to keep that focus Mm. because again like let's say your desk is facing a window then oh my gosh you're just looking out the window and just dreaming right you're not You're not able to focus, (laughs) right? You know, (laughs) I see a bird, tweet, 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 and then it splats on the window. (laughs) uh, But yeah, so you really want it. um, That's just the first first example. You'd want it to be facing your door and to see what who's coming in, Uh, because again, it's like it's like that energy. You're always like uptight if you don't have your desk in the right position, and you don't even realize it. You're kind of like just you're going along working, and but it's like what's behind me what's behind me you know and i think that's just the mm. the ancient art of what it was you know years thousands of years ago it's like mm. and so it really encompasses in modern times you know so in in those ways so yeah but also decluttering i mean i did an office for um a couple while ago that Gosh, their desk was just cluttered with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and their walls like were the wrong color and everything. <laughs> so I think we had to clear out. We cleared out their desk first. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave them the right color. And also I was going to mention, you know, you want to make sure low VOCs in your paints. So that's something to really be um, watching GOC? for.
0: What's a right. VOC?
1: <laughs> It's just basically voluntary like compounds. So just making sure you have low toxic paints. Okay. So there are places to go like Benjamin Moore and Sherman Williams, and they do, they do um, low toxic uh, VOCs in the paints. Okay. So nowadays, yeah. So yeah, and, yeah. Because it's funny because when we started talking about houses, I was going to mention in the seventies, you know, they use the lead paint. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that was terrible. And that led to, you know, health issues um, for people. And, uh, you know, if they've been in that environment for many, many years. But anyway, so yeah, so again, decluttering your space, positioning your desk, you know, having the right uh, color on the walls, you know, all of that makes for a great ultimate workspace. Okay, And that's just an example. I mean, I again, I'd have to go into detail with that individual person, depending on right. what the situation is. Right, right. What they now, feel like they're not, you know, getting the most out of when it comes to their career. Now, you may have just
0: answered this next question, but if anything else comes to mind, I'll just let you just kind of build on it. If not, don't worry about it. We'll just go to another question. But I was going to sure. ask you next, uh, what are three powerful things that my listeners can do tomorrow to create peace and tranquility in their workspace.
1: Um. So yeah, maybe I answered that three powerful yeah, things. You have already
0: th- answered in a different way. Um, and, and I guess what I the reason why I said like this, because if their goal is peace and tranquility, if there's certain things that, you know, for a fact, like you mentioned the clutter,
1: Oh, uh, okay. So let's just keep it simple. And okay. so then, right. They could just, so they could do it themselves, for example. So that I would say, like I said earlier, yeah. So reducing, so declutter, start decluttering your space, start either organizing it or, you know, decluttering it. So, I mean, there's like organizing, it gives you a sense of control, but like decluttering it, actually getting rid of certain things, you know, gives you a sense of freedom, you know, so it all. T- Depends, like, oh, do you want, do you need more control or do you need more, you know, freedom in your life? But, again, to keep it simple, they they could go with by just the reducing, reusing, and restoring. Right. Um, so maybe, yeah, just that, if they can think in those terms to get rid of what they don't need or, la- you know, that's lacking significance in their life. Um, but also, so reusing, so once they kind of clear out what they don't need. Mm-hmm. Re, like reusing their furniture, for example, you could like simply repolster something or sand a chair down and, and lacquer it or whatever. Um, and yeah, so you can reuse that. And then restoring yourself would be, again, getting rid of all taxidities uh, in your home. So that could be cleaning products um, that could be like any synthetic materials. Um, also, plants. Plants are so important to have in your home. So I would say that helps for more oxygen flowing throughout your space. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't even think about that. And for me, it's like, I'm totally inspired with my art. Just when I go on a, like I said, a hike earlier in our conversation, that nature is just the oxygen, you know, you need it to, right. to carry on and get, and get your energy back. So, mm. so definitely, yeah, re- reducing, reusing and restoring. I would say um, those are just the ultimate things to think about, to focus on, to go to the next step.
0: Okay, awesome. So can you provide for some of the listeners some benefits that they could experience by utilizing your services um, in their homes or office spaces? What are some of the benefits? Because some folks, you know, I have to say that, honestly, even myself, I haven't really thought about it that much. Not until, you know, meeting with you and discussing this with you. I really thought about how my my office actually feels. I, I think about it a little bit, but not that much. So, and I'm curious, you know, and I'm quite sure that there's some type of deliverables that I'm not thinking of. You know, this is... I might be a little left more a little bit more left brain sometimes than I would like to think I am. But for those that may not be making that connection, what are some of the benefits that you can just kind of, you know, kind of spit out to them as to why right. they might want to consider using a service like yours? If not yours.
1: Right. I would say to, it could give them clarity, peace of mind, relaxation. It mm-hmm. can give them like a stronger relationship, you know, within their household with whoever their lo- loved ones. Or, you know, it could help them find that love of their life, you know, if they're not married, for example, Mm. you know, so there's definitely, um, yeah, benefits to everything I do, again, as a, as a holistic approach for your whole mind, body space cleanse, I call it. Um, Yeah, so yeah, uh, less stress, you know, just certain things like that. So I would say my best client would be someone that's kind of just stressed out you know worn out just tired and she's trying to figure out what's going on you know Mm -hmm. because again it's probably within their space okay
0: so my uh, coming in for closing here so uh, a question for you is this do you have a special offer that you would like to give the listeners to the show today
1: well i can give you a free consultation with any type of artwork any size awesome yeah
0: all right. All right, guys, you heard that. <laughs> we're going to hold you to that. She has some phenomenal artwork, by the way, um, which actually is a couple of pieces. I'm really interested in myself. So hopefully I'll get to them before you guys do. But nevertheless, we're going to make sure we put that out there and add that into the, uh, the comment sections for the podcast and for the show. And the other question is, who should reach out to you to take advantage of your services? What's the ideal a situation that a person would be perfect for to give you a call?
1: I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, ones that have their own business, because a lot of us that are have our own business are stressed out and trying to figure things out. And like, you know, if it's just not working for them is like, they like, you know, that I would be perfect for them. You know, anyone that again is just stressed out or, or even maybe stay at home moms, (laughs) you know, the ones that are just baddie with all their kids. And they're just like, I need better, you know, some relaxation. I need to figure that out because, you know, I use different incense and different essential oils and, you know, that's a whole other ball game, but you know, different, different, yeah. Things I could help them with to relax and kind of regain their energy. Um, So yeah, moms, entrepreneurs, Uh, Maybe like yoga studios, maybe like health studios, Mm. Uh, places Mm. like that. Definitely could use my services, I would think.
0: And I'm just curious, do do you know by chance, like what, this may be a difficult question for you if you don't have the answer, it's all good. But I'm just curious, like, do you know, like the ROI, like the return on investment that some folks may be able to experience on this? Because I could definitely see where like productivity increasing, you know, more efficiency and time management when you feel more but i'm curious do you know if there's any roi bottom line numbers that businesses
1: can sure. so in general like for interior designers well let's say we're doing a kitchen remodel i mean there actually is a 90 percent uh, return on investment for like a kitchen remodel or let's say like an 80 percent return on investment for like roofs wow for like what I do personally, I would say it's a hundred percent in return on investment for them because what it is is investment in themselves, right? you know, and really helping themselves get through whatever is kind of lacking in their life. Right. I mean, that's where the whole feng shui comes into play where they could get more balance. Balance in their life is so important.
0: Right. Now I can say this much, I can say this from my personal experience with um, putting some time and energy into, like I said before, I hadn't really thought about it much, but that's probably not really true, especially because of what I do. I actually have put probably more thought into it than a lot of folks probably do, because when I'm doing this show, my background and all this other stuff, it actually matters. Like I have to, I've literally had to think through my background. And because I come from the entertainment industry, I actually understand a lot of the psychological um, implications of what your background looks like, even on webcam. So, you know, I personally put a lot of energy into trying to create a certain type of feel myself. So I can say this, folks, for anybody who is like on the fence and like the, trying to determine whether that this is something you should invest in, I can say hands down, if you spend in there anywhere near as much time as like someone like me spends in, in their office, and I probably spend at least a good 40, 50 to 60 hours or more in my office every week. If not it could even be more than that. Sure. Uh, it does matter. <laughs> Cause you drive yourself crazy. You know? And I can say that the clutter does really help with my mindset it does help Mm -hmm. a lot with you know um what i what i feel but also how well and how long i'm able to concentrate and focus Mm -hmm. i've noticed it matters um Mm -hmm. my lighting matters not just for the for the camera but it matters for me and my focus because i have adhd so i use my lighting to help me to focus I've got a really big bright light that my wife hates she doesn't like to come in here because it's too bright for her but for me I use that light when I need to pick up my energy and get something done sure. this light will actually almost put me to sleep
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, you have intimate light right now so it's a really nice setting
0: Yeah, I, I have like you know I use I'm using warm lighting I always use warm lighting because of my complexion um mm-hmm. for when i'm shooting webcam stuff but when i have to do work i've got like these big led mm-hmm. in here and it really helps with my energy so you know i think what you start you start to become sensitive about these things <laughs> when you spend a lot of time in your office so i mm-hmm. can definitely say guys this matters. If you want to increase your productivity, you want to increase your efficiency, you want to be able to work for longer periods of time without needing to stop, putting that time into your office and getting help, having Gina to yeah. out to you it will probably change your game. Because when you like when you work, you know, it, it means different. It's, it's completely different to like your workspace. So, That's my little shameless plug there for Gina because I think honestly what she's doing is phenomenal. Now, I know nothing about Feng Shui. So, I might have to call on Gina for a little help myself because I could always spruce up my energies. So, with that said, that's why I love what she's doing, guys. So, anyway, last question for you. How can the audience get in contact with you?
1: Sure. Give me a call or an email anytime. So, my website has my uh, phone number on there sorry okay, what's your if it's website? confusing what's your My website, website address gina marie interiors.com okay and that telephone number well the telephone number and sorry if it's confusing i'm from the east coast like i said so it is a 617 <laughs> number <laughs> but i figure this day and age you know everybody's from anywhere that's right true. so that's there, true it doesn't matter <laughs> uh so it's a 617 953
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, that concludes. Oh, one more thing, guys. Gina's actually going to do a 10 minute educational presentation for us. Um, The information for that will be attached to the bottom of this uh, video if you're watching on YouTube. And if you listen to the podcast, it will be in the show notes. Okay. So definitely check out Gina's 10-minute little educational presentation that she has put together for you guys. And give her a call and use her services because she's awesome. All right. Well, guys, take care. God bless. This has been Mayo Best and Gina Marie Studios for the Bliss Business Development Show. And I will see you guys on the other side. Bye-bye.